0: My skin is black. What you My at? skin yeah. is black. I feel so good at? to be black right
1: now. Is black. <laughs>
0: Welcome to episode 122 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. I know you guys are happy that we are back and this is only episode two from season four. We just, we literally just kicked off season four last week, guys. So I hope you got a chance to check out the newest episodes. And of course, we're back to our regular scheduled program. So episodes will be dropping every Wednesday, coming through you, coming to you with some of the most amazing fashion professionals, their journey inspire you to motivate you all of that so today I am joined by Portia she is a brand style strategist former visual merchandiser stylist and fashion blogger turned brand style strategist she uses her fashion experience to help personal and professional brands develop an offline style of their own thank you so much Portia for joining us today how are you
1: I am great. I'm excited to be here. Um, I did get the chance to check out a couple of other episodes, and I was like, "Okay, this is lit."
0: Yeah, I'm glad you like it, girl. So <laughs> I like to start every episode with my little icebreaker. is called this or that. So you know, you being a stylist, I want you better come through with these answers. All right, I gotcha. all right. So, skinny leg or flare leg?
1: Skinny leg for sure
0: hoop or stud hoop
1: all day every day
0: side boob or under boob what was it side boob or under boob (laughs) oh right
1: (laughs) you know what i'm gonna do under boob
0: oh i'm here for it okay all right uh berets or a brim a good a good brim Mm,
1: i like a good beret
0: Okay, got good for it. And what's the last one I like? Oh, trench or motorcycle jacket?
1: That one's really difficult, but I'm gonna say trench because that can be sexy.
0: God, you're gonna show up at your man's house with nothing under it, right? <laughs> you
1: feel me. You feel <laughs> me. I just, I just said
0: you already understood this. I already <laughs> knew, I already knew. Okay, so uh, I wanna get into just knowing a little bit about you. Tell me a little bit about your background, where you grew up, where you're from, and you know how you got on the how you got into the fashion world.
1: Yeah, so um I am from Chicago,
0: not Chirac. Woo woo. Not Chirac, Chicago. boom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Born and raised in Chicago. I don't know if I can really say raised because um, when my parents divorced at age, when I was seven, I ended up moving out to the suburbs where I spent um, the duration of my childhood and teenage years until I relocated back to the city as an adult. Um, However, my journey with fashion, I feel like I just, I'm a Leo, so I can say things like this. I feel like I was fashionable out the womb.
0: Okay. <laughs> hey now. Like, I'm
1: picking out my clothes as young as five, six years old and I'm not talking about rain boots and tutus looking crazy. Like I look good. Like my stuff at <laughs> insane. You hear me? I distinctly remember being in the first grade and going on sixty third street and shopping with my mom no. for picture day outfit, right?
0: Oh no, girl. I went to Carnegie right out sixty third in Dorchester So I stayed you shopping know? on sixty third. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, it's not even there no more. But <laughs> That's
0: back crazy. then, I
1: remember I, I saw this dress that I like, and it came in burgundy, it came in hunter green, and it came in black. And I was like, this is what I want. And my mom's like, okay, what color? And I'm like, I want the green one because that looks good on my skin tone, and that brings out my eyes. No, I'm seven. I'm all of seven years old. There was no master class. Like it was just a God-given gift. Who who told me that green looks good on my pants off? It's just something that I just innately had. And we'll probably get into this later. But like sometimes when you have a gift that comes so organically for you, you don't always realize that it's a gift because it's so natural.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that.
1: So, also, Flash forward to about 15 when I got my first retail job and kind of introduced to the industry. Um, I got a working permit so I could work retail part time. And I just love being in the store. Um, I actually got the job because I was walking past the window in River Oak Mall. <laughs> I know you know about that. Um, but I was walking past the window and I saw someone changing the mannequin. And I was just like, that's not even that cute. Where'd you work? So, at Rave Clothing Store
0: <laughs> Girl, wait a minute.
1: Throwback, Portia.
0: My first yes, job was at Rave Girl when I was fifteen. Really? Yes. Get out of here. At River Oaks Girl.
1: The same one. That's
0: crazy. Rave Girl, River Oaks. I was fifteen, so that had to be like two thousand and like five? Two thousand five. Yep. Yeah. I you yep. probably
1: worked there uh right after I didn't.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's great. And then I worked at Westio Girl when I was 18. <laughs> Same in Rivols <Reeboks> yeah. too. <laughs> mhm. That's what's so up. I, I
1: liked it though, but I just I don't know. I've always been very um like outgoing and whatnot so I just walked up to her and I was like hey I see you changing this mannequin but like I think this might actually get more attention and get more people coming in the store come to find out that was the store manager and she liked my confidence and she was just like we're hiring are are you looking for a job how old are you
0: (laughs) I love that
1: yeah so like that was my introduction to the fashion industry and i worked there only for a few months um just because i decided to go back and focus on my studies but i definitely got bit by the bug and worked retail after that i did everything from um you know just you get your introductory to it and then i started doing visual merchandising and then styling on the side i had a fashion blog for a while Um, pretty much anything you can think of in the industry i've at least tried I tried my hand in fashion designing. I will take my hat off to all of you.
0: <laughs> because, um, yeah, a I
1: sewed to save my life, girl. I was having nightmares about it. I was in class trying to learn how to sew so I could design clothes. Girl, I was having nightmares that I was sitting at a sewing machine trying to sew lines on muslin. Girl. And it was this lady with a whip whipping me <laughs> in my dream. And she's like, you need to get this right i'm crying in a dream girl like you make me so 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 you know that flow and tree song yeah So. so, so. so. <laughs> s-o-w like yeah s-e-w sorry but yeah it's just so it was not for me so i kind of decided to stick with more of like this the styling side of it which i really enjoy because it was always really an enjoyable experience for me and also very powerful to be able to help people because i was able to style women and men really figure out how to package themselves in a way that was reflective of how they felt about themselves internally Mm -hmm. because as you know as a fashion insider as well it's nonverbal communication your outfit speaks before you even open your mouth so being able to help people connect their personality to their wardrobe was something that i really did enjoy
0: i love that know, it's crazy um the way you explain it i love it because it's like it's very descriptive and it's very very artistic where it's like i feel like that's like the lingo and how i feel like designers and artists should speak like through their clothing like without having to say anything you know and i just feel like because the fashion world is such a a freaking superficial world and every and so many people that you know they chase up a clout and they chase Mm -hmm. it to be on it and you can always tell the difference between like a true artist based off of their vocabulary and their verbiage always
1: absolutely how you speak about something Mm -hmm. and like the time you put into it Because I have so many people reaching out to me like, oh, I want to be a stylist, I want to do what you do. But then, like, they don't understand that that means spending hours shopping for people and, you know, having to, like, help people in the fitting room. And, you know, somebody might like something one day and then not not like it the next. And you have to re-explain why this works, you know. I used to do closet consultations with people. And I cannot tell you how many women in particular had like a section in their closet of clothes that they were looking forward to wearing
0: <laughs> like losing weight and stuff like that yeah, to wear them
1: on a weight journey or they were waiting for like a special date or a special occasion and I'm like the time is now like you have to dress for the body that you have now you have to dress for the life that you have now rather that's you know you not grieving the past or not being anxious about the future like just being in the moment fashion is such a creative and fluid industry um especially now like we're like we're more of a generation that's much more open Mm -hmm. I think it's so vital to allow yourself to be who you are day to day so, yeah, maybe one day you might feel like putting on your skins or a sweatsuit or what have you, little cute little cohort and some, some J's. But the next day you might want to slay in some heels. And I think that people often try to pigeonhole themselves with their style. And I'm like, you are a whole complex being. Allow yourself to be all that you are and dress
0: accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely right about that. Can you tell me about a time in your business, um, a, a segment that I like to call it's a success or it's a disaster? Something that happened, like, you know, as you're, you know, working with clients or something like that, they pretty much went to shit. <laughs> and But you <laughs> learned something from the experience because I'm, I'm sure you got some, especially client stories. I got about a million of them. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I'm stories should
0: I tell we ain't got to name no names but it's like this particular client did this but now in my business I think it was one client back in the day that definitely made me always have contracts in place without doubt but um, is there anything in particular for you that happened you was like yep won't do that again
1: You know what? Honestly, my old fashioned styling clients were pretty solid. But now that I've switched over to like more brand style and I was doing social media marketing, brand marketing, things like that, Mm -hmm. um, fortunately slash unfortunately, I got into the industry early. I say fortunately because I've been able to accumulate a lot of experience, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, because people didn't always see the value in the work that I was offering and didn't want to pay to play.
0: Mm, of course.
1: And what you're not about to do is they me on my. Because I know that I'm good at what I do and I know that you need me. You know that you need me too, but people try to act like they don't. So I can think of countless times. I, I have to switch the whole structure of how i deal people because when you know when you first started out you really don't know like i was letting people cash out me and sell me and you know like people paying 20 days late and stuff like that and i'm just like now i am the queen of firing clients
0: ooh yes, girl i did that like, a lot got, oh this year you,
1: i still <laughs> go home, but you got to get up out of here But that's, you know, that speaks to to self-worth. So, like, I always tell people, like, do the fun part of the business. If you're, you know, like, looking to launch something, like, Mm entrepreneurship-wise, but make sure you have your ducks in a row. Do your research on, like, the unfun part, the processes and whatnot, because that's how, you know, like, you don't want to play yourself uh, on your money because you enjoy what you do. Just because you like your job doesn't mean you don't need to be paid accordingly.
0: Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. I know that's right. So tell me this as, you know, you know, working, you know, with different people individually and stuff like that. How, how is your pulling process, you know, for uh, maybe someone that's trying to get into the styling world that, you know, don't really know how to start out. How do you build up relationships with stores and like designers and stuff like that in order to pull product?
1: I would say in 2022, it's so much easier than it was when I was doing it in like 2012, 2014. Because now you can slide in a DM, you can send brands your partnership package, um, you can send them your media kit, things like that. Um, I did a lot of like complimentary work with people I admired. I'm not saying do free work for everybody, but maybe you put together a wish list of people who you have access to. And then reach out to them about offering some type of service. It doesn't have to be something that's going to be super time consuming because, like, I used to offer people closet consultations Hmm. or virtual stylings or, like, let me send you over some looks. You know, like, if you use them, great. If you don't, just credit me type of situation. So I would say just don't be afraid to, look. you know, reach out to people. Shoot your shot. Slide in the DMs. Send them the message. Send the media kit. Whatever, you know, you feel comfortable with. And, you know, see if you get any bites. You just have to get started because as you start doing that free work, people will start to learn that that's what you do. Because people only believe what you tell them. And the more they see you do something, then you kind of become known for it. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point, I wasn't even styling for like two years straight. And I probably haven't like styled, styled, like consistently in like four years. I was in a Smoothie King a couple weeks ago and I ran into this girl I know and she was like, Oh my gosh, let me get your number because I want you to style me. Like whole time I don't even do that anymore. But because I was so consistent with it for so long, people still know me for fashion.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there a reason why you stopped doing it as much? Did something transpire or did you just kinda outgrow it? How did that how did that switch happen?
1: Um, I think that I decided that I I know that I decided that I wanted to more so reach the masses. So I wrote an ebook. Um, called your signature style manual so I was like instead of me like I basically wanted to work smart where can we get that at
0: though side note (laughs) I'm gonna
1: drop you I'm gonna drop you the link okay well Um, so I basically wanted to work smart and not hard anymore because style is actually a lot of work. You want to pick clothes up, you might, you know, depending on what the client needs, it can be like very taxing and time consuming on your body. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just want to be able to help people on a mass level. And I take styling clients very seldomly. It has to be a particular type of person, a particular type of project. So I just really wanted to focus more on like marketing and helping people with their overall brand style. If that
0: makes sense. Yeah. That, Cause you get a wider scope that way. So that makes sense too. And then it's, like you said, it's less like wear and tear and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. can you tell me for, I guess, what is the average, not average, what are the key things that you think that a woman needs in her closet um, for the fall based on um, her being let's say I know I gotta give you like a persona because it depends on your lifestyle so a right. woman in the fall who has a um, just a regular corporate job but likes to you know date night out with her, her boyfriend likes to do brunch with her friends on the weekend has events here and there what are some staple pieces that a woman like that would need in her closet
1: okay for sure you definitely need at least two forms of an LBD depending on where you live what's the lbd
0: here,
1: a little black dress
0: oh girl okay i should know that Duh. at least
1: two versions of your little black dress depending on the weather okay. for sure um i like to have one that has a little bit of texture to it so i say like maybe do a suede or a leather but then have something that's a little bit more traditional that you can wear on like a date night or you can you know throw a motorcycle jacket over it and some heels and wear it out with the girls like i love a look that I can remix over and over and people don't know that it's the same thing just based on how I styled it. So definitely have at least two LBDs for weather changes. Okay. I think a motorcycle jacket or some form of like a classic jacket whether that's a moto or a trench is key. The weather's changing, it's getting colder and you gotta be cute when you are going to get your pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> so a little yeah, jacket okay. that you can throw on definitely got to have your boots on deck i say a short ankle booty that you could wear with tights or skirts or what have you and then you know you gotta tap into your inner mary j blige and get your over the knee boots because those are just perfect with jeans a dress anything
0: over the knee boot, girl why i'm over here taking notes like what am i missing (laughs) i feel like the customer persona that i gave you was my ass except i don't work corporate (laughs) But well, i was gonna ask you i was like i was talking about you well okay <laughs> well let me give you mine more specific because i just feel like that i have an issue and i i gave i put this challenge out there a little while ago and i don't really mm-hmm. feel like anybody stepped up to the plate so but it don't have to be i asked somebody to design like i asked someone to design a collection so i'm a cre- clearly a creative entrepreneur so i am in my studio for pretty much during the day, Monday through pretty much Saturday. So I'm in the studio making clothes, pattern making, um, um, visiting factories, but I also am a foodie. So I like to go out on dates. Me and my boyfriend go out a lot and we date night. Um, I go to a lot of fashion events. I do a lot of research, like a lot of like networking events and stuff like that. So my issue is like, I want to be comfortable during the day, but I also want to be elevated because I'm also shooting a lot of content during the day too. But then Mm -hmm. I want to be able to switch and be able to be ready you know after six or seven to go on like a date so it's like i don't want to wear like a like a tracksuit to work every day you know what i mean like i want to be elevated like i want to dress up and i just feel like that there's either super duper lounge loungewear everywhere which is everything um or it's too stuffy corporate so it's like i'm also looking for something just like right in between that works for my lifestyle yeah. that's me like that i feel
1: like my personal style is like that sweet spot that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell you my little secret, um, cause like I'm gonna say t- actually I'm gonna tell you my secret and I'm gonna tell you what I have on, and you're gonna be like, oh okay, that makes sense. Get the basics, but like get it in a creative way. So for example, I have on a cute little Selena graphic T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I love Selena. Bitty bitty bonbon. But then bitty, also, bitty, instead bitty, of throwing that <laughs> on with jeans, like the average person would. I put on leggings because I wanted it to be comfortable, but it's not your typical leggings. These are blue velvet leggings. Okay. Blue so velvet I'm comfortable. Leggings. I'm comfortable, but it's elevated. And mm. I'm really big into like textures and like, okay, how can I take a piece? That's like your average everyday thing, but then like take it to the next level. Catch I love you. buying things that are two pieces because you can divide it up. So like, if I'm wearing if I buy like you said a tracksuit, where I got the jacket and the sweatpants I might wear the jacket over a cute little dress with some sneakers but then I got heels to put on if I want to and then if I'm wearing the pants then I'll probably put that on with a cute little crop top or something and then don't underestimate the power of accessories accessories can change the whole vibe Of
0: an outfit. Right. I don't have enough accessory That's definitely an area in which I need to. I I only be wearing my my real jewelry. Jewelry. Yeah. Okay. It's
1: not just jewelry. Do your belts. Like, I'm a big fan of belts. Like, my aunt bought me a dress the other day. She was like, girl, I know you're going to throw a belt on with this. I was like, yes. (laughs) Because I feel like that, like, you can sense your waist. You can really change the whole shape of a look with a belt. It's amazing
0: gotcha okay yeah cause I I mean granted I can make clothes all day long but girl I don't have time like people are like oh did you make that no no I make everybody else's clothes I don't have never have time to make my own I want the the crazy thing is yes I can make anything but I don't want that I don't have time for that I want something simple and I just want to be cute that's it like but, and, of course, I wanted to be black-owned. Like, that's be, like, my thing, girl. And I was going to ask you about that. Like, when it comes to, like, your pulling and stuff like that, do you find that it's harder to pull from black designers? Like, do they normally not have things prepared? Because that's, you know, from interviewing stylists and people who, you know, do, like, closet concierge and, like, kind of in the same field as you, I find that they always say that it's really super hard for them sometimes to, you know, really, you know promote black designers and work with black designers because a lot of times like they might only have like one piece and you can't get that into someone's closet. Is that, do you find that same thing being an obstacle for you?
1: I wouldn't say so. Like I've always had um, a pretty diverse um, catalog of people that I would work with. And I took a lot of referrals in terms of designing. And then like I told you, I also went to school for designing. So like my access to Black designers was like insane, and I'm also like very much a no fluff type of person. It's weird because like I'm super friendly, but I'm not like fluffy. Mm -hmm. I get to the point. I'm very direct. Okay, so do you have this? No, you don't have it in this size. Okay, next. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's just how I operate. Like I'm just I'm not doing the back and forth and like wasting my time because. I really you know, everyone's talking about soft life right now. Like I've been on that. Like Mm -hmm. I worked from this time to this time and I'm not doing you know, like I you know, you go up you go above and beyond for certain things, but like you also don't want to stress yourself. So I don't I'm not going back and forth with you. Either you got it or you don't or I'm gonna give the opportunity to somebody else.
0: Gotcha. That makes sense though you want them to you be know. It, like especially like, you have a short window sometimes too for things like as far as like getting something done so it's not like i can wait for you to like create it and stuff like that like you gotta gotta be like in the now have it now be now kind of thing right
1: exactly and Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I won't ever work with that person again it just means that maybe that project wasn't necessarily a good fit you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I think it's all about how you present it like okay that's cool if you don't have this totally understand that you don't but um, I'm gonna move on to the next thing and I'll keep you in mind for my next project like it's never any love lost or anything but like if you can't complete the job then I still have to move forward
0: Mm -hmm. no that makes sense I get that so uh, my last segment before we wrap up is called It's a Muse. So if there's anything that you want to share as a, you know, is there a quote that you live by, um, a book that you would suggest that someone read or a mantra, any type of morning rituals or late night rituals, just that keeps you inspired and keeps you motivated that you would like to share it with someone else?
1: Yes, I have a quote. <laughs> this is how I live my day to day. You have to be responsible for the decisions that you make because you're the only person that has to live with the consequences of those decisions. Mm. Because oftentimes we can kind of just do what other people want us to do, not realizing how it's going to impact us for the long term. So I'm always thinking about not just how this is going to impact me in the moment, But how is this going to impact Portia 2023? I'm thinking about future me. I'm thinking about her. So when you're trying to decide what you want to do, whether that's working with somebody or, you know, like how you want to invest in your business, what type of steps you want to take towards going to your goals, like it's great to poll other people because people are going to give you unsolicited advice anyway, especially family, friends, people who are close to you. But you have to make the des- the best decision for your future self.
0: Oh, I love that. That's what's up. Okay. All right. So uh, tell us how to keep in contact with you. Of course, I'll put this in the show notes as well. But just throw out, like, your social media handles. And if you have any current, like, um, promotions or services or events, um, I would love for you to share those as well.
1: Absolutely. So you can catch me mostly on Instagram. I'm Rich Um so you can find it (laughs) it's cute also um i post on linkedin and instagram and twitter um hashtag on mondays we brand so i talk about everything from developing your brand style from like how you decide to package your wardrobe or um various things with like fonts or just like branding in general so if you search the hashtag hashtag on mondays we brand you'll probably find me as well
0: Dope, dope. Love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you. I appreciate your flexibility as well. Um, it's amazing. Thank you. Um, and of I hope course. that we can work together too. Well, we can talk about that offline. <laughs> yes,
1: girl, Text me, please.
0: Definitely will. So thank you so much for joining me today, Portia. And as I always say, people, stay black. Peace out. Stay
1: black.